Welcome back, everybody, to another Saturday edition of Good News. We are back here. Nick, it is another month. Believe it or not, I feel like we just did April's. It does feel like yesterday. The The past month has honestly just flown by. You know, it's one of those things where you blink and it's gone. And here we are in May. I don't completely mind that, though, as it just gets us to these Good News episodes faster. And I love these episodes, so I'm good with it. Well, I, I got to ask, mm-hmm. is the rumors true that I heard yeah. that you have four good news stories for us? That rumor would be true. I do have four this morning. Well, count me in as excited. All righty. I'm excited as well. Let's jump right in. Story number one here. And, you know, Chris, it's always good to make a wrong a right but in this case, it happened 77 years later. Yeah, I'm not even joking. In 1945, the U.S. Army garrison of Italy made off with the birthday cake of 13-year-old Mary. The garrison was following retreating German soldiers and tried to be as resourceful as possible. Seeing the cake, they took it, and they were on their way. That same garrison... Again, 77 years later, presented a new cake to the same (laughs) woman on her 90th birthday. Mary was given this cake, like I said, a day before her birthday, a day before her 90th birthday. And this was just a gesture that brought tears to her eyes. She was so thankful. uh, She was so happy about this. And she said that the cake would be heartily enjoyed with her entire family that next day. So... The army garrison of Italy going back 77 years later to present that cake to her. Just kind of a cool story, I feel. I wonder if she even remembers that cake being stolen. Oh, she does. She does. She talked about it. Uh, She had talked about how disappointed she was to wake up and find that it had been taken. Um, So the fact that they presented this to her, the same garrison. You know, I don't know why, but I find it funny that it just was returned 75 years later. Oh, I know. Either one of them remember. I think that's the funnier part. I think it's even crazier, less crazy that she remembers it, more crazy that it was actually something that was somehow retained throughout the years of that garrison. Because obviously there have been, you know, many different changes in uh, personnel and and members. So the fact that it actually somehow made it that story somehow like survived throughout the years kind of crazy yeah i mean like you said it is crazy and how it was remembered through 75 years is crazy to me but what do you got for your second good news story all right so for the second good news story a 12 year old's hobby turned into three hundred and fifteen thousand dollars for children in ukraine 12 year old gabriel clarkey had the hobby of carving wooden bowls by hand uh, in hopes that he could sell them on Instagram and build up enough money to buy a mountain bike. His father, Richard, then put a post on Twitter trying to draw people to his son's Instagram account, uh, putting some pictures up of the different bowls. And this post actually went viral, and Gabriel's followers jumped from six to 227,000 in a very short period of time. And it was at this point that Gabriel actually decided to change his goals and change what he was doing. 
So he announced on his Instagram account that instead of selling a bunch of different bowls, he would carve one bowl and sell it through a lottery process. Anyone that donated would be eligible to win this bowl, and they did this through a lottery system. And Gabriel also announced that the donations, the the money that they got from the donations, wouldn't be going towards any kind of mountain bike. No, no, no. He decided that the money would go towards helping the children of Ukraine in any way possible. And this absolutely made the donation pool explode. The whole thing blew up. It spread to so many different people, including uh, people like J.K. Rowling and a bunch of other, uh, you know, more famous people with large followings. And so the donations came flooding in. And like I said, it generated about $315,000. Yeah. And the lottery winner was eventually picked. So now they're going to be sending that money to uh, the children of Ukraine in any way they can. Just what a way to generate help during this time. And all from a 12 year old with just a hobby of carving bowls. Over three hundred thousand dollars. I wish I was that smart. <laughs> and it's just amazing how the Twitter post put up by Gabriel's father went viral like it did on Twitter. Right. And, I mean, that just happened randomly. It wasn't like he had a big following or anything either. Right. It was just completely by chance. And I mean, six followers to 227,000. That is insane. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's unbelievable. What do you got for your third good news story? All right. So for the third story this morning, you know, we lose, lose things all the time. It just happens but when you do lose something especially when you can't ever seem to find it you don't expect to find it three and a half decades later but that is that's exactly what happened for Anne, a widow whose husband whose late husband had lost his wedding ring 35 years ago Anne and her husband were working in their back garden when the husband realized that he lost his wedding ring And they weren't able to find it. They looked and looked and looked, but they weren't ever able to find it. This wasn't anything new either. According to the family, he was known for losing things. And so (laughs) this was another example of that. But then just recently, Anne was actually cleaning around the base of an apple tree uh, in their backyard and happened to find it. At first, she just said it looked like a bent dirty piece of metal you know she didn't think anything of it but then she looked closer at it picked it up and realized exactly what it was and according to and this was just such an emotional moment for her she was so excited so happy to find it she said that she plans to uh, have the ring repaired and will have it put on a necklace that she can wear at all times so i mean what a way to find it what a just yeah i mean that's just story. crazy that's just you know like Good luck. I mean, that's what it... Wow. Just absolutely insane. Again, you don't expect to find things like that 35 years later. Yeah, exactly. Like, 35 years later, yeah, right. Yeah. And it was just there by the apple tree. Well, what impresses me more, I think, even beyond that, is the fact that it wasn't buried. 
Like you think 35 years later that that's buried under at least a few inches of dirt at that point. Right. So the fact that it was just kind of hanging out at the surface, just kind of on the ground by that apple tree underneath some brush or whatever else was around there. Crazy. Absolutely insane. You know, see, I'm more impressed that they took a deeper look at it. And I was like, ooh, what's this? I would have been like, this piece of junk metal in the trash. (laughs) Yeah, you know, the fact that there was some kind of... Whatever intuition was there for her to look at it and realize that it was the ring, absolutely crazy. And just like you said before, too, so much luck involved in that. The fact that she was able to find it. I know if I was in her shoes, I'd be in tears. Just the emotion would be absolutely at the maximum. I would be in pure shock. Yeah, that's a good word for it, too. What do you have for your fourth and final good news story this morning? For our final good news story, we're going to go back to some more help that people are giving to the people of Ukraine. And this time... It takes place in Italy, where members of a law firm are doing everything they can to help people from Ukraine and refugees from Ukraine kind of acclimate to life and get the help they need in Italy. And it started out with one of the lawyers from the firm. His name is Andrea Boni, and he had started it off by driving with a couple other people, with a couple of vans, uh, to a border town of Poland and Ukraine, where he had originally intended to pick up 15 uh, refugees coming out of Ukraine. However, because of attacks on the railways, uh, a lot of them couldn't make it to that border town. Only three were able to arrive on time, but then they happened to hear about a, you know, another three out of that 15 that he was supposed to pick up. They were able to get a train to Budapest, and so they then detoured to Budapest. Uh, Boney and the other people he was with drove to Budapest and picked up the three people that managed to get a train there. So not only that, but the vans that they had were filled with food, medical supplies, and other resources that they needed uh, in order to help these refugees as much as possible. And then they drove back to Italy to help them acclimate there. Um, And then other lawyers in the firm have been helping with the immigration process for a lot of these refugees with a special focus on getting children acclimated into the system. Uh, There have been efforts to get these children assistance with learning Italian so that they could acclimate more easily in that way and feel more at home and communicate a little better with everyone else. And there are people taking in refugees. The lawyers from this firm are helping with that process. And there have been more trips by Boney and some of the other lawyers from that firm to the border of Ukraine. Uh, And there are more planned in the future. So just this specific law firm, it's called Studio Legale. And they're just stepping up in every way they possibly can right now. Yeah, they're stepping up and going above and beyond. Yeah, because, you know, it's interesting. I was I was reading about this when I found the stories that lawyers, especially in Italy, aren't really known for going to this extent for things like this. You know, believe it or not, they're just not, 
when you think of a lawyer in Italy, you don't think of these types of things. So the fact that this firm is going to these lengths and uh, going to this extent to help these refugees, it just makes it even more impressive and even more amazing. Yeah, I completely agree with you. You have four amazing good news stories, Nick. You never disappoint. They're always amazing. And, you know, it's like every month you could just keep topping them with even better and cooler stories. But that is the end of this May good news story. I hope everyone enjoyed their coffee while they were listening to this month's good news. <laughs> I was enjoying my Pepsi. Just, you know, it. I love these episodes. But we will be back here tomorrow morning with what to expect for the week of May 8th. But until then, have a great rest of your weekend, everybody. Bye, guys.